Very few things are more deadly than an assassin. This is because an assassin is a killer hidden in plain sight. Sometimes the death is instantaneous, like a high-profile assassination. Or it can be a slow poisoning over time that deteriorates the body until it cannot fight back. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes, I present to you one of the deadliest adversaries you will ever face. An adversary you have been facing much longer than you can imagine. I present to you modernity. If you want to hear the anti-modern thesis, search for episode 3. But if you don't think you have the time, another tenet of modernity might I add, then feel free to carry on. You're a smart crowd. After all, you made it this far. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Anti-Modern, the pod all about engaging modernity in real life and exercising the Lordship of Christ over aspects of life. I'm your host, Mwansambewe, religious antagonist-in-chief, and this, this is episode 19. Today, we're talking about fruitfulness in contrast to productivity. Some say this is me splitting hairs, but I hope to show that this is anything but that. After that, Mumbi will take us through the news of the week and then we'll look at troubling developments that are not so much developments as they are reality. It starts off with a rant about the disease of unnamed origin (coughs) and ends with a call to prayer. So heads up. But before we get into that, I'd like to remind all of you that the Zambia Reformed Conferences are on in the last week of August this year. Pastors Rob Ventura and Mark Rains, alongside a host of other pastors from Zambia, are coming through. And the main theme of the conference is truth and love. Registration is still ongoing, so you want to sign up at ZambiaReformedCon.com. That is ZambiaReformedCon.com. There will be a family conference, a children's conference, and a school of theology for those of you who want some heavier material, if you know what I mean. We are also planning on having an anti-modern booth there, so feel free to come through and have a chat. Without further ado, let's get into today's show. Fruitfulness is messy. My wife and I woke up one recent weekend to find our dog Nala had wreaked havoc on our yard once again. We had recently purchased some chickens to provide us with eggs, and Nala's curiosity got the better of her. Her excitement and anxiety over the new arrivals was palpable. She sniffed and barked at them in their enclosure as she wagged her tail. To acclimatize her to their presence, I ran her through some training drills close to the shelter we had set up for the chickens. It looked like she had finally become acclimatized to their presence and behavior. This made the following morning all the more disappointing. Nala had provoked one of the chickens into getting out of the shelter and proceeded to chase her into a cluster of flower planters. This was not the image that was sold to us in the catalogs of dog and or chicken ownership. The examples we were used to were tours of celebrity homes and houses of older families that seemed to have life all figured out. Looking at our yard that morning, all we could see was the mess. A muddy lawn, a chicken hiding in a cluster of planters, and a dog out of her mind in excitement. All we could feel was the disappointment of the mess. Microwave-ready lifestyles. Our lifestyles of modernity have made us expect a kind of productivity that is not messy. 
companies frequently try to cut margins of error created by the all too fragile human element. And the problem is not limited to them. Almost every industry is doing the same. Food and agriculture, business, sales, architecture, entrepreneurship as well. We want productivity and not fruitfulness because fruitfulness tends to create a mess. The difference I am alluding to is not obvious at first glance, but it is an important one. Fruitfulness is about worshipping the one true God, while productivity is about worshipping idols. Productivity sees the human factor as a barrier to be transcended. Look up transhumanism. In the pursuit of clean solutions with perfectly controlled variables, it must get rid of the major source of imperfection, which is the human being. Thus, kitchens have become more mechanized to avoid the need for more humans to work together. Everything from farms to departments at an office near you do the same thing in the pattern and the name of automation. Fruitfulness recognizes the mess but sees more to the process than the product. One of the clearest exhibitions of this is the microwave. Once you had to get all your ingredients together, clean them, slice them and dice them, season, fry or roast them, serve them and clean up afterwards. Now all you have to do is pull the package out of the freezer or storage space and pop it into the microwave. Press one of the preset buttons that converts your raw materials into the finished product while you scroll through your social media. Pop it onto a plate and throw the package into the trash while you go on your merry way. Very little mess and you get to go on with your life. Anti-Ludite or Luddite. Before I lose any readers, I'd like to make it clear that this is not a tirade against technology. God made man with a mind to create technology. It is not an unfortunate accident like the Darwinians would think of things that go against their narrative. The microwave is not a bad or evil idea. I own one. This is not the perspective of a Luddite, that is, someone who dislikes technology and its threat to existing jobs and personal privacy. We have dealt with this in previous blogs, so I will bring it up again. It is not whether, but which. It is not whether you will have technology, but which technology you will have. Is it the one that is used in service to God or one that is used in service to idols? The sin of the Luddites is that they despise what God has given. The sin of the modernists is the very same. The Luddite sees technology as the thing that is messing up life as it should be, while the modernist sees the mess as the hindrance to life as it should be. And so, the Luddite despises creation while the modernist despises sanctification. We want to be free of the situation that plagues us right now. We want a house that always looks the part, like we see on the internet, the dog that does not wreak havoc, children that do not break things, husband and wives that do not disappoint, kitchens that are never dirty but constantly producing food, employees that do not need encouragement, help, affirmation or rebuke, and bosses who have all the attributes of your favorite aunt, ready to answer every query with a smile and give a raise upon the first request. We do not appreciate that the way to victory is through the mess. God does not always take us over it. More often than not, he takes us through it. Fighting the sin that has plagued you might mean confessing to God and others a lot more than you would like because you keep failing. It could be that God requires you take extra lessons in the school of repentance, whereas you think your real need is deliverance. Fruitfulness is messy. It is humbling. Things do not always go the way you plan. Is your worship tied only to your success, or are you going to worship God through the mess as well? Over to Mumbi.
see a man diligent and skillful in his business. He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Completely unrelated to all this, Mansa and I had COVID one after the other. Once I had like his episode, then I had my episode. And here we are. Welcome to another episode of News on Anti-Modern. Diving straight into it. Now, I know we usually start with some hard-hitting news topic, but for this time, let's begin with something light and relaxing. News from Lusaka Times. Former youth and sports minister, Emmanuel Mulanga said, Only death will end my relationship with the people of Ndola Central constituency. Wow, that was not a light way to begin this episode. Anyway, diving straight into the rest of the topics. On to something that will hopefully actually be lighter this time. RIE Drugs, where the Drug Enforcement Commission arrested a notorious drug dealer of Lusaka's material compound. The drug dealer was arrested for being in possession of 350 sachets of heroin. Now, many may ask why we are reporting a news article from May of this year. Well, listen to this headline from Mwabantu. Lusaka man arrested for trafficking 60 bottles of codeine. And from the news diggers, the Drug Enforcement Commission has arrested seven people countrywide for trafficking in narcotic drugs and psychotropic substances. Now, these are these stories merely anecdote? Probably. Maybe not. But they do speak to something rather disturbing that I'm sure some are starting to sense. Now, since I'm sure no one likes drugs, let's move along to the next topic. Something a bit cheerier. Now, do you take cyber security seriously? Are you conscious about it? Well, these next news items may change your outlook on this matter. For instance, did you know that some computer systems owned by the Bank of Zambia were attacked? No? From Lusaka Times, Bank of Zambia says hackers attacked its computer system in a case where a group known as Hive attacked Bank of Zambia systems Information and Communications Technology Director at the Bank of Zambia, Greg Nsofu, said, and I quote, The disruption which affected some systems at the bank, such as Bureau de Change, Monitoring System, and the website, emanated from a suspected cybersecurity incident. We wish to advise that these systems have since been fully restored. Mr. Nsofu also added that no sensitive data has been obtained by the attackers. Suffice to say, the story goes a bit PG-18 from here onwards, so we're not going to dig into it here. Now, another news item from Lusaka Times. Hackers claim attack on ShopRite and demand ransom. In an attack which compromised customer data in Eswatini, Namibia, and Zambia, a hacking group known as Ransom House claimed responsibility for the cyber attack and also claimed to have obtained, get this, 600 gigabytes of data from ShopRite. Wow, that like an entire catalog of all of the entertainment programming of early 2000s at NBC. Now, what's the point of all of this? Well, since COVID, we've seen a spike in digital technology in many sectors, including payment, and therefore, these types of attacks will become more common. So advice from your friendly neighborhood, anti-modern, anti-modernist, Maza, we need to come up with a name. Take care out there. Now, for your quarterly test of your resistance, against the spirit of envy. Did you know that government was to raise salaries for nurses and midwives with upgraded papers? I apologize, moving along. Shockingly to another topic of probably envy. Now, how many of you use Olendo? Zamcab? City Drive? Ugh, 
Yango. Well, you may have heard of these happenings from news diggers. Public Passengers Drivers Association seeks suspension of Olendo operations in a case where the organization sued the Road Traffic and Safety Agency, RATSA, for those in the back, and the Olendo Taxi Limited, seeking a permanent injunction restraining the latter from operating online taxis, claiming that RATSA has not granted Olendo any road service licenses which permit it to carry passengers on public roads for a fee. Not long after this, the Lusaka High Court granted Ulendo Taxi Limited leave to commence judicial review proceedings. To pass this news item, we can pick out two happenings from this saga. On the one hand, we have lobbying and bargaining, which is where the Taxi Drivers Association, which is effectively a guild, is bargaining on behalf of its members. And on the other hand, we have the disruptive technology where innovation sufficiently alters the way customers industries and businesses operate or in this case the an online cab company which alters the taxi market now what do you think about all this tweet at us now for our roundup of corruption related news items to kick things off with this news item from Osaka times Kambuili formally arrested for hate speech whoa what is that doing there this has nothing to do with corruption wow is this some sort of weird gag reflex now moving along to the next news item from news diggers police say they've got instructions from above to block me this is from boma mm, what is that doing this has nothing to do with corruption really weird anyway once again pretending that i didn't accidentally read these two news items to really kick things off the anti-corruption commission arrested the former director of kafua gorge regional training center for corruption involving thirty-five thousand us dollars this is in a situation where the former director has been charged with nine counts of abuse of authority of office. An excerpt from Waiwandu states that between 2016 and 2020, arbitrarily approved applications for subsistence allowances amounting to 35,000 US dollars for a project that was fully sponsored. Another news item, this time from News Diggers. The Drug Enforcement Commission, through its Anti-Money Laundering Investigations Unit, arrested a 30-year-old female accounts assistant for money laundering activities involving over 2.3 million kwacha. To the next news item, another one from News Diggers. 51 houses owner got 12 loans from Ministry of Finance, witness tells court, in a case where a witness claimed that the owner of the 51 houses obtained 12 loans from his employer between 2006 and 2016, which amounted to 530,000 kwacha. To the next one, DPP challenges Chitotela's discharge. <sighs> Mansa, we may need to befriend a lawyer to help us pass this one. Now, for what could be in contention for the most obvious statement of the year, suspicious cash transactions spiked in 2021 because politicians always try to impress in an election year, not transparency international Zambia. And yes, marketing is real and it works both ways. Let the listener understand. To give weight to this assertion, here's another news item from News Diggers. The Financial Intelligence Center reveals financial crimes spiked to 3.56 billion kwacha in 2021, trends report a change which represented an increase of 13% from the previous year. Justice reigns from above! Now let's discuss instant justice. A question is posted in the News Diggers editorial. 
Is it okay to beat soldiers who insult the president? <laughs> soldiers are tough. You won't be beating up anything. <laughs> and let's move along to the next headline. Once again from News Diggers. No law gives army power to meet instant penalties on erring citizens from Law Association of Zambia, in which the Law Association of Zambia called the army commander to deal with military personnel who are captured, assaulting youths for allegedly insulting the president. So, what are your thoughts about instant justice and corporal punishment? Tweet at us, we'd like to know. Now, for a very abridged COVID-19 update, an interesting slash disturbing news item to distract you from what I just said. From news diggers, no street kid tested positive for COVID, just SDIs. So there is really some heartbreaking stuff in the article. But that being said, what a headline. Wow. And now for some rapid fire headlines from Wevanto. Love goes wrong after a 17-year-old dies from suspected love potion. Moving along from news diggers, police shoot at Kalulushi man who forced himself onto Black Mountain. Now we can all rest easy, they were rubber bullets. From Lusaka Times, without comment, Parliament approves 17% hike in salaries, sitting allowance from MPs. Maybe I should have included this one in the test of envy. From Lusaka Times, Cabinet approves bill that would require Parliament to approve to contract national debt. My man. <laughs> From Webantu, ECZ registers over 1,000 new voters. From Webantu once again, two arrested for faking abduction after failure to carry out bricklaying contracts. So, <coughs> that was unprofessional. I cannot believe I just read that. From Webantu, 67 immigrants rounded up in Kitwe cleanup. From news diggers, immigration detains 52 suspected illegal immigrants. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And finally, the death penalty. This tweet from Chapter 1 Foundation. At COF Zambia commends the Zambian government on declaring its intention to abolish the death penalty. We look forward to the implementation of this declaration and to see reform in other areas that aren't in compliance with Zambia's obligation under international law. And now for this week's Bible reading passage, we are reading from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 to 13, which reads, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter, the heart may ache, and the end of joy may be grief. Thank you for joining us on News and Anti-Modern this week. Until next time, take care. Thank you very much for a great segment, Mumbi. We really do need to come up with a name for the listeners of this show. Um, I was thinking the aunties. <laughs> the aunties. Yeah, a bit strange. But hey, the aunties. The anti-modern. The aunties. What's up, aunties? We'll keep that till we find a better one. Anywho. The thing I'd like us to discuss in our third segment is um, the street kids that were found without the disease of unnamed origin, COVID-19, and uh, instead found with sexually transmitted infections. Uh, for someone who has been considered a denier 
of you know the disease of unnamed origin, which I'm not. I'm not a denier. Uh, to put it simply, just lay it out there, just in case anyone who listens to the show still considers me a denier. Um, I think that uh, it is a disease that everyone is going to catch at some point in time, similar to the flu. Um, and so the ability that we have of stopping it, especially through something like uh, the masks, I, I still don't get how the mask stops the virus uh, from spreading, considering that the a virus particle is much smaller than the aperture size of the mask. But hey, you know, I'm not a scientist. If you want to wear the mask, wear the mask, feel free. Uh, personally, it stumbles me. I think it's lying. I think we all know it's lying. Um, deep down, I think we all know it's lying. That's why we don't wear it properly. Um, that's why there's just a lot there. Um, deep down, we know it's lying. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show. It's a game. Um, uh, not that the disease is a game. It's real. People have died. People will continue dying because that's what diseases do. We are, as some people phrase it, east of Eden. We live in a fallen world. The diseases happen. I just don't think it's the kind of disease that um, we can protect ourselves from in the way that the people are saying we can. And I think the evidence is overwhelmingly in my favor. But then again, those on the other side think the evidence is overwhelmingly in their favor as well. So, hey, make that make of that what you will. Anyway, um, the point is, when the this disease came up, our minds were so focused on this particular disease, we forgot everything else, almost everything else that was going on at the same time. And a, a, a typical example here, one that really affects me, is the 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 uh, the street kids uh, who have STIs or STDs. Now, to, to frame it, when someone says street kid, you're looking at uh, a, a young person aged from uh, roughly between eight and um, probably eight and eighteen. Right? That that would be the realm, the range at which you're, you're saying uh, street kids. So uh, think with me for a moment. How would a street kid, how would a, chi- how would a child, a street kid, let me, let me not call them children, how would a street kid get a sexually transmitted infection? Anyone? Anyone? Exactly. The answer's in the name. It's sexually transmitted, right? Now, how many of us here think that um, the street kids are out there having consensual sex. (laughs) Honestly, honest to God. Now, think for a moment. Do you have, do you know anyone who is between the age of 8 and 18? Think, just picture them right now in your mind. These people who you know, your friends, your family, brothers, sisters, whatever, already living that lifestyle on the streets. And then there's the added factor of sexually transmitted infections because they are sexually active in a way that was not intended for them to be. Because remember, sex, the way God made it, is supposed to be exercised within the confines of a marriage because there it is safe. 
because sex is a dangerous thing. I mean, we can we can link. The, we did a, a previous episode. I've forgotten uh, which one it it was. I think it's, the title is "Glorious Sex" or something like that. Um, and we've spoken about it on previous occasions. But sex is the kind of thing that we should not go around messing with because it is it's beautiful. It's danger. It's nuclear. To put it to put it simply, it's the kind of thing that has so much great potential, but it is also dangerous. And the world does not know how to deal with this whole idea of stuff that is dangerous. That's why they just throw it off in the corner and say, you know what, from now on, do not touch this. Anyway, going back to the idea, these are kids on the street and their main concern, the people who were getting them the help, is, is whether they have COVID. Now, I, I don't know about you, but COVID isn't caught through rape, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's it it really isn't it it really isn't it's the kind of thing. On top of that, COVID, and this is not me. It's not me like minimizing the illness. But if we are being perfectly honest, there's there are the vast majority of instances of COVID nineteen. The vast majority, if you leave it alone long enough, it it cures. The vast majority, if you leave it alone long enough, it's like the flu. For goodness sake. It's not the flu exactly, but come on, Let, let's at least be honest about what's going on here. Sexually transmitted diseases are not the same, not by any stretch of the imagination. These kids on the ground are being raped. <laughs> they are being raped. It's insane. It, and even if it's not rape, let's, 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 I'll, let me grant it to you. Okay, let's say it's consensual. Are you serious? Think of the age bracket I've given you, 8 to 18, are these the people who you, honest to God, we have been so preoccupied with COVID, so preoccupied with it, we have ignored the obvious thing that's right in front of us, right under our noses, the serious abuse that's going on. According to the number that's in the, 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 um, the article that Mumbi read, I think it's a wrong number. But hey, you know, let's go with the, with the numbers in the article. According to the article, there are 400,000 street kids. 400,000 street kids in Lusaka. That's an insane number. I don't think that's the case. 400,000 means one out of every four citizens or person, persons in Lusaka is a street kid. That is, that's an insane number. I can't, I can't even wrap my head around that number, let alone the fact that sexually transmitted infections are rampant in that community. Last one. It's not the last one, but another thing to add to this. When you think street kid, how many of you are thinking male rather than female? In your mind right now, in your mind's eye, how many of you are seeing a male person rather than a female person? I would wager the vast majority, nine out of 10, are thinking a male, a boy, a young man. How does a young man catch a sexually transmitted infection? Anyone? The answer is right. It's, it's, it's been right there in front of our eyes the entire time. We have been so focused on COVID-19. Meanwhile, young men are probably getting raped on the streets of Lusaka. 
That's insane. <laughs> that, that is insane. That is insane. It's disgusting. It is insane. Whether it's happening, uh, my goodness, it is, it's mind-blowing what's going on. And because we've been so focused on one thing, we have missed the obvious things that are happening right around the corner. And here is the final kicker. This did not just stop, start happening in the time of COVID. Hello? Yeah, that, that was the most disappointing thing about reading that article. This stuff did not probably start under COVID. Started way before that. I've mentioned I've mentioned the disease so many times. I'm sure this thing might end up being. I doubt. I don't think that they care about anti-modern. We are like a, a small group in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, let me end this with with a rallying cry, a rallying call. What are we to do? So we hear news like this and naturally want to do something. Okay, let's start this NGO, let's get this thing going, let's talk to some organization and do this, let's raise money, blah, 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 right? All of these things, which are good things. I mean, if, 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 if we can, we should try, we should, we should. If you're thinking that, well done. Get the plan together. Hey, call me, I'll be willing to come and talk. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put, it, put in a bit of money myself, right? Let's do something. Let's get an organization that's actually trying to get these kids off the street, get them jobs, right get them a job on a farm somewhere a mechanics job whatever get them a job somewhere where they can actually learn a trade get off the streets and get away from this situation that is quite frankly killing them quite frankly um so yeah what do we do in this moment where we feel helpless and we're seeing all of this damage all of this degradation the answer is we pray that's the difference between us and the non-believers. We pray. I wrote about this in um, uh, an article um, uh, sometime last year. It was right around the day of prayer. And uh, coincidentally, it was also related to the, the idea of, um, um, of, of, uh, of COVID. Um, but when we as Christians say we are going to pray, the world naturally thinks, eh, you know, that won't work, right? Surprise, surprise, they don't believe. That's why we call them non-believers, right? They don't believe. We do. We believe in the power of prayer. And so there's, there, there has to be concerted, right? We need to be praying for such things. We need to be praying that the churches that are closer to the fire might have the resources to help to reach out and have a message of hope for these kids and actually help them in some way. We need to pray for ourselves that our hearts might be open to do something wherever we can we need to pray that god might protect those who are vulnerable every single day right who is more vulnerable than those kids on the street to being abused by all the people around them we need to pray and we need to take prayer seriously the problem that we have is we don't take prayer seriously we think prayer does nothing it's, prayer is transformational. This is how God changes the world. And so we need to pray. In the face of all of this that's going on, rather than giving into a spirit of despair, we need to give into a spirit of prayer. That's the game changer. That's how we win. We keep praying, we keep acting. In that order, we keep praying, we keep acting. The non-believing world wants us to act, 
act, act, act, act, act, and then sometimes pray on Sundays. Instead, we keep praying and we keep acting. We keep praying and in that order. In that order. Well, we've come to the end of this episode, episode 19. Next one will be episode 20, um, which is an interesting milestone. It's come much later than I expected. As Mumbi said, both of us were ill, and the last couple of months have just been a mess, a, a royal mess. I've, I've, been, I've fallen ill more times in the last couple of months than probably any other year combined in my, in my lifetime. I, I have no clue what's going on. So while you're praying for the street kids, hey, throw out a prayer from once as well. And Mumbi. <laughs> if, if you like Mumbi enough, hey, you know, throw out a prayer for him as well. Uh, but yeah, we, we appreciate your prayers um, and uh, the support that you give us, listening and sharing the show. The number of listeners has grown over the period we've been away. Hopefully, now that we're back to... Uh, consistently uh, posting episodes and blogs. We can grow this audience and uh, and get down to some real work. We hope to see you at the conference. We should have some merchandise there, some mugs, some t-shirts, who knows what else. Uh, so yeah, look forward to seeing you there. And um, tweet at us anything that, that you might find interesting from the show. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, uh, on Gab as well, for the very few who are using Gab. But, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, reach out to us. We look forward to hearing from you. Till the next time, grace and peace. Catch you later.